Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back. We are really excited today to talk about a subject we've dipped our toes into speaking about on the podcast, but we are going to go deep today. And our resident expert or soon-to-be expert on human design, Dominique, is going to be answering some of my questions about the system and just share with us what she has learned since she is currently getting certified to be a human design reader. Is that right? Yeah, I'm specifically getting certified in quantum human design and it's just a quantum human design specialist, but I'll kind of fill in, you know, what that is exactly in a moment. But yeah, there's four levels and I'm on level three right now. And you and I talk a lot about it. And of course, like I'm so curious about the Enneagram. So I think this is going to be really fun for not only our listeners to learn more about human design, but also to answer some of your questions too, Carrie. Because it is a really interesting and complicated system. And so since I have spent time learning about the Enneagram, becoming a certified Enneagram coach, I have an interest in human design, but I'm like, I already have so much more to even learn about my own field, which is the Enneagram. I can't go into another one. So I was so excited when you, Dominique, said that you were going to do this course and learn more about it because I knew you would be such a wealth of information for me from a selfish point of view to <laughs> learn more and to develop just more understanding. And and I really just like learning about my own human design type. I don't know if type is or just design, my own design. Your and, design, yeah. Um, so I don't know a lot about the other designs, but you have filled me in a little bit. And the whole system is so fascinating so just for people who maybe have no idea what it is, can you just give us first your background or your history about when you discovered human design and how it came to be in your life? Yeah. So in 2019, I actually started to dive into astrology. I always loved astrology, but 2019 is when I was really just shifting into the idea of starting my own business. But I also was towards the beginning of my self-discovery and healing journey. And I just wanted to learn more about my specific purpose on this planet and to learn a little bit more about the gifts that I carried, kind of make sense of the things that I was feeling within myself, but couldn't like pinpoint or put a, a term to it. So as I got into astrology. I did my birth chart. I thought, oh my gosh, this is like 
really spot on, loved it. And scrolling through Instagram and all the astrologers that I follow, I then stumbled upon Erin Claire Jones. And I know you're familiar with her, but she's a human design specialist. And she was sharing a little bit about astrology, but then I read on and I was reading about human design. I was like, oh, I need to look in my curiosity <laughs> took me off course. And I went right down that rabbit hole. And so around 2020, that's when I started to just kind of read more about it. I didn't really experiment with it yet because human design is called the human design experiment. It is not a system that is meant to tell you what to do and how to do things. You need to kind of figure it out on your own. So I ended up getting a blueprint from Aaron Claire Jones. And I remember I shared that with you. It was in 2022. And the blueprint was just my body graph, my chart, my full design. And I loved every bit of it. I started to experiment then. So for the past year, I've been doing my own human design experiment. And I was just amazed by the results, the improvement in my self-trust and confidence that I was like, okay, I need to learn more about this because I want to share it with more people. So probably about a year and a half, I've been really in it and learning and now full on getting certified. And when you say you experimented with it, can you give a really basic level of one aspect of your life you applied human design to, to see what happened or, or how it changed things? For me, it was my intuition, learning what my intuition was like, because I'll share in a moment that there's different ways of making decisions. So we, we don't all have like that gut feeling how we often will hear is like, Oh, listen to your intuition, listen to your gut. What is it saying? We don't all have that. And for me, I very much did not have it. And I actually struggled for most of my life trying to figure out, okay, how do I make the best decisions for me? How do I know that this thing that's coming up for me is really like guiding me towards what I need to do instead of, you know, it just being a fear base. So differentiating what my intuition was compared to what my fear and conditioning was, that's what I was really experimenting with and where I've seen the biggest change. That's amazing because that's a big um, piece of advice we hear out there a lot lately is follow your intuition. And so many people have no idea what that means for themselves or even how to go about doing that because we've all been living in the mental place of thinking, thinking, thinking through everything. Yep. So it's like, how do I disconnect from that to make decisions in a different way? Absolutely. And of course, with me loving everything about body awareness, that is where the intuition lies for the majority of the population. And for me, it was very much stuck in my head. You throw in anxiety with that, then that makes it even worse because the brain is just a meaning making machine. It's there to kind of process information, but it's not there to 
find the answers to make the decisions. That's where learning about the intuition side of things is so crucial for everyone. And that's what I'm most excited about when it comes to human design. I love that. Um, Okay. So in our previous episode, we touched on the very basics of what human design is. But now that you have started your training program, I feel like you understand a lot more deeply about it. So could you tell us overall, what is human design? This is where for myself in the beginning, I had to get over that kind of woo-woo stigma, if you want to call it that, especially with this system where it's not just pure logic. You know, so I had to work through a lot of not having the proof in the pudding kind of thing or the statistics to, to prove something. But this system, the human design system, was transmitted to a gentleman by the name of Ra Uruhu in 1987. And he received this mental download where he was told that this system was crucial for people on the planet to gain greater awareness and consciousness to shift the evolution of humankind. And he was one of a few people that received this mental download, but consciously received it. But it's not a religion. It's a self-awareness tool, a self-discovery tool. And it's the synthesis of ancient and modern sciences. So you have the astrology system. You have the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah, then you have quantum physics in there as well. So this kind of marriage of the systems created human design. And again, it's the self-discovery tool that is so incredibly accurate and life-changing once you learn how to experiment with it and to trust the process in learning about your own design. And if someone doesn't have any idea how to figure out what they are, it's a pretty easy process, right? How can someone figure out what their basic energy type is or their design? Yeah, it's definitely pretty easy. Just like in astrology, if you've had your birth chart pulled for you, you just need your birthday, the time of birth, and the location. And there's a lot of software out there. I have a couple of different softwares that I use when I'm pulling charts for clients. And that will automatically bring up your body graph or your body chart. And your body graph is a map of how you process energy. So I like to kind of look at it as also the owner's manual to your life and how to live your most authentic life because it all goes back to we're all energetic beings and everything within our lives is energy in order to maintain balance then we need to understand how to best use our energy and that's when we can bring greater balance within our own lives personalized professional relationships by understanding our particular energy and in human design right now, there are five energy types, right? Yes, there are five energy types. And it is also the same with the quantum human design 
which I mentioned briefly is what I'm getting certified in. The only difference with quantum human design and human design is the language because words carry frequency. And when we're trying to create a life that is true to us and true to our desires, then the meaning, the words we put into it greatly affect what we're creating. So quantum human design just gives a little bit more of an empowering language. It's meant for the person who has already kind of started their journey, whereas human design came into Ra'uruhu's world because it was meant to shake people into understanding just how crucial it was to live according to their energy type. So it was to shake them into consciousness awareness. It was like a shock. So the language is more shocking for sure. And most of the creators out there, people talking about human design are speaking more from this more traditional Mm -hmm. shocking system than the one that you're studying. But I feel like you understand the vocabulary between both systems pretty well. Absolutely. Because with the course and my instructor, she teaches both the traditional human design and the quantum. So I am getting both of them. And Karen Curry Parker is the name of my instructor. She is absolutely amazing. She's a registered nurse, one of the first life coaches out there. She works in studies of neuroscience, quantum physics. She is just so incredibly brilliant and I love everything about her. But with, again, that traditional human design, you're speaking to someone who is really still focused in the conditioning of the world around them. The traditional human design is trying to speak to shocking those individuals into realizing, hey, you might be creating a life that isn't yours and you have full potential and ability to create one that is really just authentically true to you. I love what you just said. I think the majority of us out there within our society have to some extent created a life that wasn't ours. That's really powerful Mm -hmm. because when you take all the conditioning over your whole life, whether it's people's opinions or people's advice or just teachings you had through your family or through your educational system as to what success looked like or as to what happiness looked like, you haven't necessarily explored it for yourself like we've talked about many times. Yes. Yeah. Your own definition. Right. And what I love so much about human design, there's no one size fits all. So nobody is going to be like you. And once you see your body graph and you see your energy and it allows you to have a more clear understanding of how you are meant to lead how you're meant to learn, how you're meant to love and grow and sense within your life. And for me, and what I loved about learning about human design is that it was confirmation that it was okay for me to just be me. It confirmed all the things that I had felt and that I knew intuitively, even though I didn't really know my intuition, I just felt something within me. But I always felt that it was wrong because it wasn't what everybody else was saying. And 
one of the energy types that I'll talk about and what you and I are, the projector, it's not much of the population. So of course you can really feel like you're just not seen, you're not normal, there's something wrong. And that gave me so much confidence and just trusting my process. And also it shows you patterns. It confirms themes that you may have coming up within your life that are playing out in like your personal life, your relationships. So when you can see these patterns and have a better understanding of why you do the things you do, then that gives you choice. And that's another big thing about human design is we all have all of the chart. Once you understand where your conditioning is, what energy is yours and not yours, you get to choose what you want to do with that information. Then you have full choice in the matter. And that was just, again, super confirming for me. Okay. So I understand this now. I'm not as fearful about it since I have a better understanding. Now I can really kind of feel it out and choose what I want to do with it, what direction I want to go. Yeah. It's more of an empowerment tool mm -hmm. and something that locks you into telling you this is how you are and you can't change it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at your chart, the big things that it reveals is besides the energy, your personality traits, your health, how to stay healthy, your strengths, your potential weaknesses and your talents as well. So you kind of have the, the whole view of you. It's telling a story of who you really are, who you were born to be before the world told you who you needed to be. Especially the energetic piece is so important because I think it's something we maybe just know the tip of the iceberg about in terms of how important energy and energy exchange is in our lives. And it's just something that can make or break our success if we are allowing ourselves to function within our natural energy or not. Absolutely. And I think one reason why it makes it so hard for us to kind of like grasp that idea is we can't see it. <laughs> You can't see your aura. You can't see the energy exchange. And so for a lot of people, seeing is believing. We often get stuck in the logic and trying to answer all of the questions before we believe something. But everything started as a concept before it became you know, form. So this is something where you do have to keep an open mind and kind of trust in the process, trust in the, the timing and you know ultimately just feeling through your body like how does this feel for you how does this sit with you does it make you feel successful does it make you feel at peace does it make you feel satisfied and kind of leading it that way versus where we tend to want to go again within the mind trying to make sense of it which ultimately blocks us from really receiving the gifts that this system has to show us within our lives. Yeah. And I think you've done a really, really good job about explaining 
the benefits or what it can add to our lives if we know and understand this about ourselves. But is there anything more you wanted to add to that about what can knowing or understanding your own human design do for you and help you in your life? Ultimately, I think it's really just gaining better understanding of your own personal strengths. It allows you to have greater self-trust, self-compassion, and also compassion for others and greater love for others too, because we then tend to not take it so personally the way someone acts towards us or feels because it's all energy exchange. And it all really depends on how we're using our own energy. And so it's something to take a little less personally and just have better understanding of how our energies work together to make that really something that we can cherish within our lives. That's amazing. Let's get to maybe the more practical side of human design. So for people interested in they see the system and they see that it's very overwhelming and there are so many layers. What are some of the most important parts in your opinion to start with when you are learning about your own design? So when you get a hold of your body graph and you see all the stuff going on, the three key aspects that I tell clients, if you understand these three areas, and you implement them into your life, you are on a major track to creating a life that is aligned with you. And the three key aspects are knowing your type and strategy. So type and strategy support one another. So that's that's one. The second part is knowing your authority. And then the third part is knowing your profile. So starting with type and strategy. There's five energy types. And I'm going to kind of just share the human design language and not get into quantum, but you have the manifester, you have a manifesting generator, you have the generator, projector, and reflector. And these five energy types make up the population. So each energy type has a different role to play in this world. It's the energetic hardwiring. It's your way of interacting in the world. And each of those five energy types has a specific purpose. And so each role is very specific to either doing the work or guiding, which you and I as projectors, we are here to guide the generators in the world, but we have to be welcomed to sharing that information too. So this is where strategy ties in with your type. Strategy links up with your type because that's how you interact in the world. I'll probably share just like projector examples since you and I are projectors, but again, we're guides here in the world. So if we're pushing the knowledge that we have without being invited to share, which is our strategy, wait for an invitation, wait for recognition, then we can come across as being bossy, 
know-it-all, maybe a little bit out there because our specific knowledge is very different from the majority of the people in the world who are here to build and bring ideas into form. We're here to help people balance their energy, use it more efficiently, keep them on track. But the type and strategy is going to give you so much information on what you're here to do, the role you're here to play. And each energy type has an authority that complements the strategy. And authority I like to look at as kind of like your intuition. And there's seven types of authority. So when I was saying like, not everybody has that gut instinct, because there's seven different ways to experience a decision or the process of making a decision that is right and aligned for you. And that's the authority. It's helping you to make decisions that are most aligned for your needs. And you are an emotional authority, which is about 50% of the population. And with the emotional authority, you're not meant to make quick decisions. You need to kind of ride the waves is how they say the emotional authority works is you're going to go through some highs, you're going to go through some lows, but you want that initial yes or no to stay the same. Pretty much the yes is what you're looking for in making a decision. You don't want it to change while you're riding the wave. And so that can take like waiting a day, two days. There's really no time frame on it. Everyone is so individual. Ultimately though, it's not about jumping into it. You really have to kind of take the time to feel it out. I remember when you came to me about the idea of us starting a podcast. Mm. And I think you already sort of knew enough that you did know I was an emotional authority because I think I remember you saying, take some time, like mm -hmm. take a few days and think about it. I don't want yeah. you to answer me right now. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because if you move too quickly and you say yes, but you didn't really allow it to sit within you, then you might regret the the answer that you give. Um, and so if you're an emotional manifesting generator, that's even like more difficult because you want to move quickly and you want to just kind of like get it done, move on to the next thing because you're a very busy individual. You're meant to be doing lots of different things at once, but the process of waiting to really tap into that emotional authority is so challenging for manifesting generators. For yourself being a projector, I'm sure you know that's something where it feels a little bit more comfortable to wait it out. Oh, definitely. And the two people in my life who are closest to me, my partner and my sister, I'm 99% sure they are both emotional mm. festing generators. Yeah, your sister definitely is. I know since I've pulled her chart and she actually found it super confirming when she and I had a call together and we went over you know, what it means to ride the emotional wave when she is making decisions and she's like, wow, okay, yeah, this is something that I naturally felt. Again, like human design, it confirms what you naturally were feeling within yourself, but 
didn't know if it was right because not everybody functions that way. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where your authority is going to assist your strategy. So projector waiting for the invitation, waiting to be recognized. That's going to be the first thing you go with. If someone recognizes you and you're trying to figure out, okay, this is the best thing for me, you're going to ride your emotional wave. You're going to sit on it. You're going to feel it out to make sure that the yes, if it is a yes, stays consistent no matter your mood. And then if that is the case, you know that's the right decision for you. I feel like I have felt so many yeses in my life that did ride out the wave that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. And I can like go back and think, oh, I didn't do that because my mind took over all the logical reasons why I shouldn't do it, whether it was money or time or whatever. All the excuses we as humans come up with when we let our mind take over even like a, something that you wanted to do that felt so exciting or felt like, yes. And then your yeah. mind's like, well, no, but what about this, this, right. this? And that's where the conditioning comes in. It's fear-based as well. So is that yes, like a solid yes inside, but then when you get into your mind, you start asking the questions that leads it into then a fear-based no. That's where we then can recognize what our conditioning is maybe shifting within us because ultimately we're gonna go with what our first reaction emotionally is going to be that yes or no and not link it not connect it to a past event that you know is making you now fear something in your present or future or thinking about what could happen in the future and letting that fear guide your decision. So this is where it gives you a lot more insight and understanding of fear-based versus leading with love. And ultimately those are the emotions that are going to be guiding us throughout life. Love, fear. We always want to be moving into a place of love as much as possible. So knowing your authority that link to your intuition is so crucial. And I know I said there's seven different authorities and we talked mostly about emotional, but that again, is because about 50% of the population is going to be emotional. The other authorities is kind of, it's the same concept. There's going to be a particular way for you to make the best decision for yourself that is aligned for you. I'm a mental projector. That's 2% of the population. Mental projectors do not have much body awareness. So we need sounding boards. And Carrie, you're one of my sounding boards where I have this feeling, this need that I want to do something that it's a yes, but I need to hear it come out of my mouth and reflect off of you through the form of open-ended questions. That's what gives me the okay that yes or no, this is or isn't the right decision for me. So that's a really tricky one because it's only 2% of the population. And I had no idea how to work with my intuition because it's what I found out to be extremely rare. But now that I have that understanding, so much has shifted within my life and greater self-trust being like top of the line. 
Yeah, this is so interesting. And I feel like we could do a whole episode just talking about the seven different authorities because they're all so interesting and it's something that all of us could benefit from learning more about. What about the different centers? So when people first see their body graph, you see all these different shapes and some of them are white and some of them are colored in or have different colors. Is that important? It is. It is. And that's uh, that tells us a lot about our particular energy. So if it is colored in, that means it's defined. There's nine centers in the body graph. If it's colored in, it's defined. That means you have consistent energy. You have access to it all the time. If it's white or has no color, that means it's open. So undefined, and that is not consistent energy for you, but you absorb it from others and you amplify it. As projectors, you and I have a lot of open centers. So we are absorbing a lot of energy in the world and we're amplifying it. So we are amplifying people's moods, people's conditioning, and that's exhausting for our systems. And that's why projectors, we need a lot of rest and burnout is really an issue for us. But these centers will show us also where we tend to hold on to conditioning, to beliefs that are not ours, to fears that are within our life growing up that we learn from others or from our experiences. And so knowing where you're open, where you're defined, not defined is really important because it also shows you what energy is yours and what isn't. One example I'll give is the emotional solar plexus. I have it open. So I am typically not an emotional being, but because my center is open, I will absorb people's energy around me and amplify it. So I can come across as a very emotional person because I'm feeling so much of what people are feeling in my environment. And I've experienced that with my patients where if they are really upset, like I feel it so deeply, like I'll start crying in front of patients and with them because it just is so deep within me. And, and that's partially because I have that open center and I'm amplifying and absorbing. That also allows you to be able to more easily release different emotions. Knowing I have an open emotional solar plexus, I can tell myself like, okay, this isn't mine. I can sit with it. I can, you know, be there with that person, but I can choose to release it and not hold on to it and make it mine. So that's where we can use our choice as well and what we want to do with that particular energy. The, the third key part that I mentioned was the profile. And these are the numbers that you will see linked to someone's energy type. So you carry your an emotional projector, you're a one four emotional projector. I'm a one three mental projector. The numbers are your profile and that's your personality. The first number is how you would see yourself. You're very familiar with that personality side. The second number is how others see you. So it's kind of like conscious and unconscious. 
And with the ones, since we both have that, the fun thing with that is we are extremely curious individuals. We want to learn. We want to know. We want to answer all the questions that are going on in our brains. And that's because we are meant to gain this knowledge and share it with others that are open to hearing it. Since we're projectors, we have to wait for the invitation. We have to be recognized for someone who recognizes our knowledge and our gifts. Then we can share, but we gain that knowledge. So we're resource of knowledge and data and information for others. That's the one. And I don't know if you are pretty familiar with that within yourself, but I know for me, that definitely is something I have noticed. And I've also been like told once or twice, maybe that I'm a little nosy or like if I went on a first date, I would scare the crap <laughs> out of my date because I was asking so many questions. And of course, over time, I was like, oh, all right, that's just that's just my thing. That's my jam. <laughs> I need to know something to feel safe before I can move forward. Mm -hmm. That's that's very common with the one profile line. Yeah, this is all so interesting. I definitely, when I found out what my profile numbers meant super identified with the one and then like you said the second number can be less in our consciousness or how people see us mm -hmm. and out that way about my second number as well because the four I believe is like about community and that type of thing and I always yes. just looked at myself as like a very introverted person who yeah. didn't need a lot of community but I think people in my life would see me as much more social than I see myself. Yeah. And the thing too with it is it's not necessarily like a social or not social thing. Um, and that can definitely be kind of misunderstood at times, but the four you're, yes, you're here to like build and be part of a community, but that's because the four needs knowledge to feel stable. So you research things, you prep for things and Fours often don't like to quit a job before having another one lined up or move before knowing exactly where they're going. You don't like to be in a state of limbo. Mm -hmm. So you over-prepare. You are like the source of information for friends to go to, um, to feel stable within their own decisions. And this is where like the community part comes in is you're meant to share that stability and resourcefulness with others to help them feel more stable and safe. So this is where like with your one four, you're researching, you're gaining the knowledge, you're getting all the data, all your ducks in a row. And then from there, you're sharing that with the people who are open to receiving the information, who recognize that within you. And a lot of that is within community and friendships and relationships that are right for you. So that's like the beautiful thing about the four. And you're just, you're here to build support and opportunities within the communities that are right for you. And for me, I'm a three and that's the experimenter. So I'd mentioned that 
I learned about human design a while ago, but I experimented first because I want to know for sure if something is worth sharing before I actually share it. And so I learn about something, then I experiment with it. I test it out. I try it out. This is part of my unconscious number, that second number, because for me, I always had a fear of failure. So that didn't seem right to me where I was like, what? No, I'm not going to try things and actually like keep trying even if I fail. So that was something I had to really overcome in order for me to realize, actually, yeah, that is a part of me. And that's something that I really embrace now. I don't believe in failure, mistakes, errors. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to keep trying and trying and experimenting. I like this. I'll keep it. I don't like this. I get rid of it. And then I can share it with others who recognize that gift within me. Thank you so much for telling us about so many aspects. And this is just, I would say, <laughs> the basics. So, Absolutely. Uh, topics can be really complicated and hard to understand. Yeah. And I think that is why it's so important if you are interested in learning more about your own human design to do your own initial research. But I have found mm -hmm. it to be so beneficial to have someone who knows a lot more than I do to talk to about it and why having a human design specialist in your back pocket could be a really helpful thing. So if anyone is interested in contacting Dominique about learning more about their own chart or how this could pertain to them personally, because we really only touched on ourselves today. I mean, there are so yeah. many more types and profiles and authorities like that we didn't even talk yeah. about so you might pull your own chart and see something that we didn't even mention today and it can be really mm -hmm. confusing so feel free to reach out she would love okay. to anyone who's interested in learning more absolutely and we'll leave linked in the show notes uh website you can go to to pull your own body graph so you can take a look at your particular energy type and I would be more than happy to answer any questions you might have. I also do offer a reading for this particular kind of beginner level where I shared today about those three key aspects, because I think that is just a solid foundation to get started with your own human design experiment and not be too overwhelmed by it. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens. <laughs>